What a beautiful song, isn't it? What a beautiful time of year that we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And uh, our theme today is Born as the King. And, but all throughout the year, if you've, if you've been with us, you know that we've been talking a lot about drawing near to God, haven't we? And uh, we started this whole year fasting together, praying together, bonding together in communities around all metro Atlanta, sharing the scriptures with our neighbors and friends, just trying to connect and draw near to God. And that's what we've talked about many, many times this year. Today's a little different, I guess, when you think about it. We're always hopefully drawing near to God. But the emphasis today, when we think about being, Jesus being born, is a little different. And we are so familiar with the Christmas story, aren't we? We know Mary and Joseph. We know Joseph a little surprised. <laughs> Mary had a little news for him. He didn't really know how to process it. Uh, wow, you're pregnant, right? And so he's thinking, you know, maybe I just need to go ahead and, and end this relationship. I don't know. Maybe Mary wasn't the type of girl that I thought. But God decided to intervene. You know the story, right? And we know that Joseph had thought about, you know, divorcing her, but he got an, an angel decided to talk to him. I don't know if this thing's working, but is it? There we go. So as he considered this, an angel appeared to him in a dream, Joseph, son of David. The angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him, what do they call him? Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. And like I said, we've been talking about drawing near to God all year. But isn't the, isn't the story of Christmas beautiful? Because it's really about how God really drew near to us in a really special, poignant way. And I don't know about your upbringing, you know, uh, but I don't think any of us had ideal upbringings. My goodness, right? The older you get, you realize, my, my parents did the best they could, Right? Mary and Joseph, that's a challenging situation. And I'm sorry. If I was the creator of the universe, there is no way I would choose one to be born under this crazy planet, but then choose to be born to these two parents. You didn't know what they were doing. And we're going to be really talked about probably in their hometown. This was just not going to be a great, easy, smooth situation. And anyway, why be born to people with no power, no influential power, no prestige, Right? No privilege? I mean, my goodness, they couldn't even really get a great place to have the birth. What is going on? And I thought about, I me. Mean, I think about my upbringing. I had the greatest mom ever, right? You know what I mean? She's a member of this church. I'm fired up about that. She lives here. But you know what? My mom was a, was a, was a college student when she had me. Both of my parents were college students. And I, now that I'm almost 50 years old, I look back and go, what in the world must that have been like, you know? Because when I was a college student, I could barely get to class on time. <laughs> to be responsible enough to raise a human being. And then my mom would tell me stories about her roommates babysitting me and all this stuff. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, right? And then I was able to grow up and, and my mom really fought hard to put me through some really nice schools. And I thought about my upbringing. And I thought, wow, you know, I, was, I, I felt like an outsider sometimes. Because I, I didn't come from means. I just didn't. But I was around some wealthy people. 
And that, that made, there were times when I just felt kind of less than. You know, I felt like, man, I remember going to, I played on a YMCA football team and the, the closest YMCA had some kids that were very wealthy and the end of the year party was at their home. They had an elevator in their home. The end of the year football party for us like third graders, fourth graders, had a Dallas cowboy at it. A real cowboy, like he played. He was like a real player. Like I'm sitting there, ain't no Dallas cowboy ever come to none of my house, you know, parties or anything like that. But that was just, to me, that sometimes those are the moments when I thought, man, I just don't fit in. I'm kind of an outsider around here, you know? And it didn't change high school, similar, college at Princeton, similar moments when just feeling like, I just don't add up. But man, when I consider the, the Christmas, con the story that we, we, we celebrate, and I just think, man, Jesus understood what it meant to kind of be an outsider a little bit. His earthly life, it just seemed like he was never fully embraced by the masses. And if you were here, you know, we've been encouraged by a, Marty Solomon was here a few weeks ago, and he talks about that concept of the, the momser, right? The kind of the, the estranged one, the outsider, kind of, kind of illegitimate person. Jesus understood it more than we realized. And I think that's something that we, this time of year, should embrace and appreciate. That, that our Lord is not so distant and aloof from us, but that he, he understands what it means to lack influential power, lack privilege, lack prestige in his earthly life. Recently, my wife and I, just a couple nights ago, we were watching a show called The Crown. You know, I don't know if you guys, some of you watched that, about the British family, the royal family. And the, one of the episodes we just watched, you know, the, he, he was giving an interview, the Duke of Edinburgh. He was giving an interview, and he was talking about how the queen hasn't had a pay raise in quite a while. Times are kind of harder. They even had to sell the yacht. <laughs> right? And so he's giving this interview, and he's sincere. Like, doesn't that, that show you how rough it is? And, of course, the media like, bro, you are out of touch, right? And so they have, they have this whole thing. And, and so the Duke gets a great idea. Like, well, we should do a documentary so the people can see how normal we really are. And so they go into Buckingham Palace and they follow them around and they're trying to be normal, but they, they don't have a normal bone in their body. You know what I mean? They got servants everywhere. It just, it backfires on them. But that's the, the royal fan. That's prestige. That's when you are born, man, it, you get a, wow, fanfare. That's not Jesus. Doesn't that help you spiritually? Yeah. That, that our God doesn't just come here and just, just assume arrogant privilege, <laughs> but he, he, he comes humbly. And I, and I have grown to really respect and appreciate that about, about Jesus and about the plan that God used to save all of us. But before we think, yeah, Jesus is just ordinary, just a normal guy. Well, not really. Because when he was born, some things, a lot of things were going down, okay? I don't know about you, when I was born, I didn't get like some star and people from all over coming to check me out at the hospital in Houston, Texas. That did not happen, right? 
And when I was born, I'm going to tell you what, there, were, there weren't any shepherds that were sitting in there. And all of a sudden, right, it, an angel of the Lord appeared, you know, among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. So before we think Jesus just ordinary, he didn't have prestige. Hey, he was born the king, okay? He was born the Christ, the chosen one, the anointed, perfectly balancing priest, right? Prophet, everything, all together. The chosen one, the one to save us from our sins. King, this, this is amazing. In this humble little child, but still, even at that moment when he's snugly in cloths, he is still the king. Let us not, let us not forget who he really is. <laughs> and let us worship him with the reverence that he is due. And the cool thing about Jesus, again, you go, well, yeah, he was ordinary. He, the Bible says he didn't even look really handsome at all. He was just a normal guy. But, man, there's things about Jesus that blow my mind, Right? And I only, I only have 10 minutes today, guys, so I can't, like, wrap a bunch of doctrine on you, but these are some things that I just want to throw your way because Jesus was kind of ordinary, yeah, okay, in his earthly life. But this happened when he was born. That's pretty powerful. But look at these scriptures, man. I mean, come on. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Let that sit in the crock pot of your brain for like 20 seconds. <laughs> Jesus prayed a prayer that's recorded in John 17. Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. What? He prayed later, Father, I want these whom you've given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. All of us had our beginnings when we came out of that birth canal. Yes, we did. That's when we go. That's when my life started. But here's the crazy thing about Jesus. His earthly life may have started with Mary and Joseph, but his existence was always, he was always in existence. That, to me, blows my mind. He didn't have to come as a person, but he did, because if he never came as an earthly person, he couldn't have died. And if he couldn't have died, we couldn't be saved. We need to worship this beautiful child, ordinary but extraordinary, at the same time, the amazing truth about Jesus. Lord at his birth, he is our king, and may we worship him in awe and reverence today. Amen. At this time, the ushers are going to be coming forward and 
lighting the candles. We're going to be singing Silent Night together uh, before we take communion together. It's always a beautiful moment when we think about uh, Jesus coming into this world, uh, the light of the world coming into a darkness, and truly being the king of our lives. So ushers will light the candle on the end if you can light the one next to you. And we'll go on down the, the aisle. And after we're done, there are boxes underneath the seats here uh, to be able to pass those to the center. But now let's just think about that night, that holy night. It says it was silent, but I think there were a lot of things happening, like Jeff said as well. A few angels singing, uh, the shepherds finding out. Uh, the manger was probably not a real quiet place with all the animals around. But to think about Mary as she pondered all this in her heart, uh, that silent love, that silent moment of seeing that young baby, not knowing what he would do, that he would indeed uh, become a king. But tonight, today, uh, is a special time for us to remember that and to be able to look at this candlelight. Let's just take a moment as we light the candles.
candles. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. candles out and those pass those to the end these sigil hours This time, I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and after that prayer, we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we are here celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus. That was part of the plan to save us from our sins. And Father, we want to remember not only Jesus at his birth, but at this time, we, we also remember that his life led him to the cross. It led him to suffer for us. And his body, that earthly body, hung on, a, hung on a Roman cross to pay the penalty for our sins. And as we take the bread, we want to remember that. And we want to remember that he even shed blood. And as we take the, the juice, we want to remember that Jesus did shed his blood for us to save us from our sin. But Father, we know that that wasn't the end of your plan. Because as we take these elements into our bodies, as we commune with you and with one another as the body of Christ, Father, by doing this, it is in, it is in a way proclaiming that we believe that he will come back and that he will draw near to us again and take us to be with him, the new heaven and the new earth. Wow, what an incredible reality. We take this now in his almighty, powerful name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.